Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's go to James chapter 5, verse 1. And we're having technical difficulties, yeah? But fear not, fear not, all is well. Are you able to, hey, you can see the verses there, so that's good. I'm going with James 5, 1. Look here. This is interesting. This is a really interesting chapter. The whole book of James is interesting. Once again, he was one of the younger brothers, physical brothers of Jesus. And he didn't believe in Jesus when Jesus was doing his thing for those three and a half years. But remember, I want to remind you of what we said last week. He was one of the people that Jesus appeared to after he died and rose again. Can you imagine? Your brother appeared to you, or your half-brother, because it turns out he was all God and all man, and he said, I told you I was for real. <laughs> Bro, I thought you were dead. Now I'm back, and I'm God now, so what's up, right? Something crazy. So James became the pastor in Jerusalem. He was a powerful man of God. Very unique book from his perspective. So look here, you rich people, it says. Weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. Hey, if you're a person of God and you're wealthy, don't worry about that. This is talking about people whose God is their money. All right? But this is for the world right now. Don't think that the wealthy are in, con in control. They think they are, but they're not. Y'all still with me? Weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. Your wealth is rotting away and your fine clothes are moth-eaten rags. Your gold and silver are corroded. The very wealth you were counting on, see, that was their God. They were putting all their trust in their wealth. The very wealth you were counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. This corroded treasure you have hoarded will testify against you on the day of judgment. Anybody in this house, is James playing around? Oh, my gosh. James is like one one-liner after another. His words are on fire. Verse 4. For listen... Hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. The cries of those who harvest your fields have reached the ears of the Lord of heaven's armies. I'm reminded of a story I was told, true story. There was a wealthy man in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and he was building his estate. I heard about this in the mid-90s. A friend that I had in Carlsbad actually knew, knew some people that worked for this guy, so it was pretty uh, direct information there. And what this guy would do was he would, get, he would get illegals, right, from Mexico, and he would put them to work, and he'd feed them and clothe them for a while, and he'd say, I'm going to pay you, I'm going to pay you. And he'd get them to do a bunch of work, and then when he was done, he'd call the Border Patrol on them and get them deported, wouldn't pay them. And he'd feed them like, I don't know what, beans and rice or something probably, gritlins. What are gritlins? I don't guess that's a real word, but, you know, just bad. Oppressing the field workers, man. Can you imagine? Remember, God is always for the widow, the orphan, the foreigner. you got to have borders for your country, sure. But if we got foreigners here amongst us, we got to treat them right. Be kind to people. Why? Because we're believers. Believers not only believe, they live their faith. I told somebody today, and with love, this, this young lady, I have so much love for her. I told her today, hey, hey, basically this way. I know you believe, but faith without action is dead, right? So we got to walk out our faith. These, these folks that oppress people because they're wealthy, mm -mm, money is a very poor defense. 
in the day of judgment. The cries of those who harvest your fields have reached the ears of the Lord of heaven's armies. Wow. Verse 5, you have spent your years on earth in luxury, satisfying your every desire. You have fattened yourselves for the day of slaughter. Is James messing around here? He said, you fatten yourselves up so you can die like an animal. That's crazy. You have condemned and killed innocent people who do not resist you. It's coming. The day is coming. Interesting enough, we're on Facebook live streaming. This is not a big enough platform to freak everybody out or have them come knocking at our door, but God's going to deal with y'all too unless you repent. I'm telling you, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Amazon, all these cool companies who are very godless, very much without God. God's going to deal with you if you don't repent. Verse 7, dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Somebody talk to me about patience. What is patience? Somebody like, we're not going to talk about that, Pastor Matt. You don't have to say anything, but we need to talk about it. What does patience mean to you? Only if you want to respond. You don't have to. There's no, never any, any pressure to respond. What does patience mean to you? Not being in a rush. Okay. Simply put. Agreed. Be willing to be taught. You know what? You just took a page out of my mom's book, and my mom used to say, be careful about praying for patience because tribulation works patience. So, and guess what, though? Guess what? We're blessed because, you know, tribulation's coming anyway. Doesn't mean you're going to be in the great tribulation, right, necessarily. But tribulation means trials. You're going to go through stuff. Remember Jesus in John 16, 33? In this world you will have trouble, he said. But be encouraged, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. It's one of my favorite verses in the universe. I've quoted it in, in this room probably a thousand times. But you're going to go through stuff, huh? Whether you serve God or don't, you're going to go through stuff. But here's the difference between us and people who have not repented, folks who are wicked, Scripture calls them the wicked, or the unrighteous, or the sinner. Once you've accepted Jesus, you're not a sinner anymore, right? You're not practicing sin. But the difference between us and the wicked is this. A storm comes by and wipes them out. I've seen people, and I mentioned this in Bible study this week, probably in a staff meeting. I've seen those who wouldn't serve God, and something happened, and they lost everything, and they were done. Because they were proud, they wouldn't repent. But I've seen believers go through all kinds of junk. junk. Scripture says we fall, but we get up many times, right? Seven times. Just keep getting up. It's like, oh, man, that was a hard punch. All right, here we go again. Round three, like Rocky getting his head beat off, but he kept getting up, and he would win. I remember they were, <laughs> remember in the Rocky movies? I don't know if it was Rocky Two or something. He was doing an ad for a, or they were pitching an idea like, we're going to do a Rocky doll, and it's almost indestructible. It takes a terrific beating, basically like him, right? He was just always getting whipped on, but he was tough. So remember, hang in there. Be patient as you wait for the Lord's return because Scripture says we're called to be part of the fellowship of His, ready for this? Suffering. Suffering comes in many forms, just like patience training, right? It does. 
Some of you have suffered through funky relationships. Some, some of you have suffered through uh, tough situations with your kiddos, your parents, caregiving, you name it. There's all kinds of things in life. You've been through it. But how many of you know, faithful is he that promised? That's scripture right there. I wish I was sharp enough to have made that up, but that's what God says. Faithful is he that promised. If he said it, he's going to do what he claimed. He's going to do what he promised. He's going to stand by it. Okay? So some of you are going through things right now. Some of you are going through stuff. I, if we're honest, I think we're all going through something. Different levels, different types of trials. But look, don't fight it. Roll with the punches. Praise God and let it change you and work on you. Let it change you and work on you. My question is, what are you going through? That's between you and God right now, but that's a rhetorical question, so please don't blurt it out. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've had folks always answered my rhetorical questions like, oh, okay, crud. <laughs> they answered it. Okay, that's already out there. Right? You're going through stuff? Praise God. Someone say praise God. You must matter to him. And sometimes we as believers say, man, I don't know. Is that scriptural? Oh, yeah, it's in, it's in scripture. God disciplines us sometimes. Those of you that spanked your kids, some of you are like, I spanked mine today. Well, congratulations. That's scriptural. Not abuse, not abuse, but you got to light them up sometimes. Say, Pastor Matt, you don't, you've never had kids. Uh-huh, I knew the kids that didn't get spanked, and I saw the ones that got spanked. I'd have been an absolute criminal had I not gotten spanked. I had criminal tendencies. I did. I was raised in a Christian home. I was born to good parents, had a good brother and sister. Man, we loved each other, but I had criminal tendencies, man. I did. I was a natural thief. I'm telling you. And I didn't go around just stealing from everybody, but it would turn on sometimes. And I had to repent. I was much younger. It hadn't been in any recent decade, okay? Just so everybody knows, God's already dealt with me. I stole like a Mozart cassette one time. Mozart! You get the point. I was a classy thief, or so I thought. Hastings, my apologies. That was when they were by Kmart. Some of y'all remember that? You did without a Mozart cassette. But y'all were criminals anyway. God bless y'all. I'm glad you're not in business over here anymore. And I do repent, though. Really. Stole a pencil that same night. Just weird. Just weird. But I'm going to tell you what. Did you know even when you repent of doing something, God is working on your patience? Did you know that? But you say, wait, wait, how does that work? He's working on you because many times when you repent, sometimes he allows some consequences to hit you. Man, I repented. What is going on here? I know. And I told my parents I was sorry before I got spanked or grounded too a bunch of times. And mom and dad would go, I'm glad you're sorry. But pain is headed white boy's way. And with me, it was like, come back and spank them another day sometimes. But. You get past it, you grow up, you grow through the trials and the pain, and praise God, this is all building patience in us. Mistakes help to build patience. Mistakes, if you own them, they help to build humility too. 
How many, of you, how many of you ever gotten to the place where you said, oh, my gosh, I should have listened? I've, I don't know how many times I've been there, y'all, where I said, I really should have listened to Jesus, mom or dad or man, even my wife. Like, man, she saw that coming. I should have listened. Or somebody else said, man, here, here's your warning. I should have listened. And that is working on us because here, verse 7, dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. He's working on you. He's working on you. Don't, don't give up hope. Here scripture says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you do not faint. Y'all remember that verse? Praise God. Look at this. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly, they'd have to be real patient around here lately, right? They eagerly look for what? For the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Somebody say, I will be patient. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's make that public commitment. Let's make that public profession of faith. Say, Lord. Go ahead. Say, Lord, I will be patient. Say this. Say, I trust you because I believe. And because I believe, I will obey. Someone say, I will. That's right. I know you will. I know you love God. Look at this right here. You too must be what? Patient. Take courage. For the coming of the Lord is near. How relevant, how significant, how pertinent, how timely, how right is this now? I believe we have entered into the beginning of the end. Say, man, are we in the great tribulation? No, if you were here you'd, and, and, and that happened, you'd know it. You'd know it. There'd be all kinds of crazy stuff going on. It's crazy enough right now. Can I get an amen in here? It's crazy. People are doing stuff. And man, we, we'd be here all night talking about all the things going on right now. So take courage. Someone say, take courage. That's right. Take courage for the coming of the Lord is near. I need help with some, something. Does anyone have a watch nearby? I just thought of that. You got one over there, Mikhail? Can I borrow your watch? Is it correct, the time on it? Okay, because some watches just look cool. Thank you. Thank you, Mikhail. Oh, that's a nice watch. Hey, I don't bring up y'all's past. Can you imagine people came to the pastor and said, man, I'm struggling with something. And later on, I'm all, yeah, mm-hmm. Don't steal it. This is a girl's watch. Mozart is not for girls. Mozart is manly. Man, forget y'all, man. But then I remember y'all again, but then forget y'all again. So we're 10 minutes in. Is that about right? Or I have 10 minutes until until the apocalypse okay i remember guest speakers would come to speak and they're all how, how many of y'all can can how many you gonna give me some more time and i'm like pastor already spoke to you man he ain't gonna invite you back you go way over the time and i knew it some people just can't stop right but praise god let's see if we can get through this chapter let's see sorry guys i'm blinking my eyes funny it's it's the season it's dust and man my eyes are a little bit allergic Look at verse 9. Don't grumble about each other. Have you ever done that? 
I have, we have. He said, just my siblings, fellow people in the body of Christ, fellow brothers and sisters. Don't grumble about each other, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. Wow. For look, the judge is standing at the door. Scripture says he is the judge of all the earth, but praise God, he's the righteous judge. Someone say, praise God. Verse 10, for examples of patience and suffering. Oh, man, we got to go back to that, Pastor Matt. Yeah, it's written. For examples of patience and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. God gave Job double for his trouble at the end. He got back way more than he had before, and God gave him all kinds of years of life. God restored everything. Verse 12, but most of all, brothers and sisters, never take an oath by heaven or earth or anything else. Just say a simple yes or no so that you will not sin and be condemned. Isn't that interesting? I've had people telling me, I swear, I swear, and they're lying the whole time. <laughs> no fear God, right? I mean, just, just be wise with your words. That's for all of us. Verse 13, are any of you suffering hardships? Oh, man, you should pray. Is anybody still with me? That's a simple response to a need. Did y'all catch that? Are any of you suffering hardships? Are you going through a trial? Three words. You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, someone say, praise God. You will be forgiven. Man, God is good. Verse 16, I love this verse, one of my favorites. I know I have about 10 million favorites, but it's one of them. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That's what connect groups are for. That's what accountability is for. That's what church is for. That's what getting together with the body of Christ is for. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Who's the righteous? I mentioned this last Wednesday. It's you. It's me. How many of you believe in Jesus? Raise your hand. If you don't, you're in the wrong place. Some of you hesitated. Man, I want to. You're grounded. I know you all believe in Jesus. So that means you're righteous if you're living that out. You, by faith, you are righteous. You're right with God. So the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are. Scripture says he had passions like us. He was a human, right? He was given to, to human tendencies. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. What was he thinking? Well, he was doing what the Lord asked him to do. Verse 18, then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. Verse 19, my dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back. Look, this is humility lesson 101 for us and for them. If someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back, you can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back from wandering will save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. Wow, think about that for a minute. I'm just let that soak in. Have mercy on people who are struggling. I know we all get irritated with each other at some point. We just do. And that's part of being part of a family. Say, man, but they're just, they're not. I know. Everybody's struggles are different. And many times, let me just be real with you. 
we do not th- know the full extent of their story. Sometimes we don't know why people struggle with stuff. There was abuse there. He said, man, everyone was abused. Yeah, but there's different kinds of abuse. And it hits us differently. And our little, our little souls, our minds, our wills, and our emotions, they deal with that abuse differently. Some types of abuse, our dad wasn't there, our mom wasn't there. There's sexual, there's verbal, there's, there's emotional abuse. Okay, but it hits us hard. And many times we have to realize we don't know what folks went through. Jesus knows but we don't know. Have mercy on them. you got to have boundaries, but you also got to give mercy. There's times you give mercy, say, man, you are forgiven. You are forgiven, but you broke my trust, so you got to earn that back. Y'all with me still? you got to love people, though. Reach out and help the backslider. Help those that have not met Jesus yet. Remember, we're not called to reform the world. I need, I need that to soak in. You cannot reform the world. This world is on a highway to hell. But one at a time, we snatch people out of the fire, Scripture says. Pulling them out of the fire. You lead them to Jesus. You share your faith. You share your testimony. I was with Dad today and uh, gave him a couple rides. I had to go, go by the convenience center to drop off some, some wood. I feel like I've, we've turned in so much. It's been like six or seven truckloads. I don't have a big truck bed, but still, man, jam-packed with branches. That is, feels like the biggest tree in history. And it's not cut down. I'm, we've been trimming it. But anyway, so we went to the convenience center, and I said, Dad, this guy here, his name is Adrian, man. Look at this guy. He, you know, he's cool. And I introduced him. I said, this is my dad right here. I was so proud of, to introduce my dad. And my dad starts testifying to him right away. I said, this dude's in trouble because we've already been talking to him about the Lord, me and Eric. And, and said, Dad said, man, when I came back from Vietnam, I wanted something real. Right away, I was all, here we go. And the dude was like this, and we gave him a card, invited him to church, and we've just been seeing him over and over again the past few days since Monday. And I thought, look at that. Who knows what this guy's gone through, the hurts he's suffered, but now it's time. Someone say it's time. Mm -hmm. If it's time for us to obey the Lord, we as believers, someone say we as believers. Oh, it's really time for the world, those who have not even repented. So let's read this again. My dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back. It's talking about believers, right? Wanders away from the truth. There are those who never came to the truth and some who wander and leave the truth. They're brought back. You can be sure that whoever brings a sinner back from wandering will save that person from what? Death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes tonight. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. I thank you for the faithful who are here. We're faithful because you showed yourself as faithful to us first. We believe you. We trust you. We thank you. We honor you. We praise you. We need you. We humble ourselves before you tonight, God. Is there anyone in the house at the sound of my voice or those on the live stream tonight who would say, Pastor Matt, I need to recommit my life to the Lord? Or you say, I've never accepted Jesus before. Let's start with that. I did them backwards. If you've never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of your life, would you raise your hand tonight? I'm going to pray with you. You say, man, I don't know where I'd go if I died tonight. If there's anyone who says, I just need to recommit my life, Pastor Matt, would you raise your hand? I need to recommit my life to the Lord. Thank you. God bless you for your humility. And those on the live stream, everybody in the house, please repeat this prayer as a family should. Say, Heavenly Father, we can't do it without you. I need you, Lord.
I humble myself. I've gone my own way, and it's not good enough. Your will is best because you know best. I believe Jesus is Lord. I believe he died and rose again, but now I will live like it. I recommit my life to you, Lord. Help me when I'm weak. Strengthen me. Bring me through this trial. Give me a hunger for your word like never before. In Jesus' name. I believe, and I call it done. In Jesus' name. Keep your heads bowed. Let me just speak a blessing over you tonight. Father, this word, let it be practical, applicable, useful, perfectly timed in their lives right now. I know the word fell on good ground tonight. I could see hungry hearts. I could, I could, it's almost like I could hear in the spirit people saying, what else do you got from the word? What else you got for me? And tonight is your night, people of God, because God is not forgotten. He is the God who remembers. You say, man, I've been in this situation, though, for a while, Pastor Matt. You have no idea. No, I don't, but he does. Scripture says Jesus was tempted in all points, and beyond that, he suffered even when he was innocent. Some of you say, man, I, I don't know that I did anything to deserve, deserve this. Maybe not. You could be right, but you know what? Trials improve us. Tough times and resist us, resistance make us better. Hard times harden your muscles. When you practice repetitions in the gym, reps they call them, your muscles get stronger. They can handle more. Now, we've been, I feel like we've been cutting down this tree for days because we have. And I'm telling you, some parts are still tough, but some parts got a little easier just because our bodies are adjusting to it. It's not always fun, but I promise, people of God, man and woman of God, young lady, young man, at the sound of my voice, it's worth it. Scripture says, He who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion in Christ Jesus. What he started in you, he will finish if you let him. We are the quitters at times. We quit. Humans quit. It's like, man, that's too much. I'm not doing it anymore. I, I'm done. Okay, great. But let me tell you something. God will never quit on you. He will never stop. He'll never, he, he will never give up on you. Hear his voice while he's still calling you. I don't know who that is for. It may not be for anyone in this house. It might be for someone on the live stream or someone listening to this later. Hear his voice while he's still calling you and while there's still time. Seek the Lord, Scripture says, while he may be found. Because even in a dry and thirsty land, he will bring springs and he will cause rivers to flow in the desert. That's so pertinent. Even in the physical here, you say, Lord, you're going to bring rain again? Oh, yes. And he's going to bring a spiritual rain on you again for that thirsty heart that spirit that that spirit that's saved by jesus grace but that soul that's so parched so thirsty your mind your will and your emotions you're like i can't do this anymore well praise god you're blessed you know why because we can only do all things through christ who strengthens us that's it you can't make it without him the world hadn't caught on to that as a whole but people are hungry keep speaking your faith keep sharing keep your faith talk about your faith live your faith do your faith, walk your faith, and trust Him. The same God who saved you is the same God who's going to keep you. 
He said, I will be your, your God when you're young. I'll be your God when you are old and gray-headed. He said, I will save you and rescue you and deliver you and carry you. He's not done. In fact, he's just gotten started with you. In fact, he's just gotten started with you. I speak the blood of Jesus over you. I speak blessing. I speak grace. I speak the power of God to be manifest in your life now. Receive his word. Receive it. Scripture talks about this over and over again. And they believed. And he believed. They believed. Blessed are those who believe. The just shall live by faith. What is faith? You believe God's word. You take him at his word. Abraham was counted great. He's counted as the father of our faith because he believed God. Jesus said over and over again, only believe, just believe. Just believe tonight. Let that settle on you. Believe it and live it. Obey his word. In Jesus' name, somebody said, Amen. Faith.